Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Classroom 2.0 Live session today. We're so glad that you joined us. I'm Kim Case, and pleased to co-host today with Peggy George, and Warren is not able to be with us today. Today we're going to be talking about Google search tips, and we have Lisa Thuman as our special guest. Each week at the same time, we gather to discuss the technology tools and issues. Our broadcast consists of a one-hour session that is recorded. The link to the full video, audio recording, and chat log will be posted to our Classroom 2.0 Live site at live.classroom20.com. The topic each week is posted on the Classroom 2.0 Live site so that you can be prepared with links, ideas, and tools that you'd like to share. A newbie question of the week that is pre-announced so that you can bring possible answers and solutions. At the end of the show, we hope that you'll share some of those ideas with us. Before we begin, I'd like to review some of the features of Illuminate that we'll be using today. During today's session, we'll be asking some poll questions. To cast your vote, you'll be using the check mark or the red X at the top window in the menu. You won't click or mark anything on the whiteboard at that time. Below the participant window is a hand with a green arrow on it. If you'd like to ask a question or share something, please raise your hand and you'll be given the ability to use the microphone to speak. Next to the hand are two emoticons, the applause symbol and a thumbs down symbol. In the far right is a blue door. If you need to step away from your computer, please click on the blue door and we'll know that you're not available at that time. Below those symbols is the chat window. If you'd like to send a message to the room, you would type your message and then click the send button. To send the message to this room, make sure the words this room is visible. And if you wanted to send a message to a specific person or to the moderators, Use the drop-down arrow to make your selection and then click Send. Moderators are able to see all private messages throughout the session, so keep that in mind when sending messages. In the bottom left is the button to activate your microphone. Click the mic button to begin speaking, and be sure to click the mic button when you're finished speaking to deactivate your microphone. If you can't see the chat whiteboard or you'd like to resize the different windows, you can change the session layout. Click on View in the top menu. If the layout is locked, you may need to click on the Layout Locked option to unlock this feature. You can then, drop, you can then select the desired layout as shown on the right or drag out the individual windows and then resize them to fit your screen or your preferences. In a moment, we'll be using the whiteboard tools. Before that, I'd like to uh, share with you some of the closed captioning features that we have today provided to you by Tammy. If you know someone who is hearing impaired and they would like to join our session, please let them know we have this available. You would click the blue CC closed captioning feature button in your toolbar, and then you'd be able to see the the closed captioning text that Tammy is typing. So we thank Tammy for providing those service today. 
And please let your friends know and your colleagues know that we do offer that feature in our sessions. In a moment, we're going to be using the laser pointer tool. And the laser pointer is the wand with the little blue sunburst dial on the end. You may need to uh, drag your little sunburst that, the, that you leave on the map to the right a little bit because it tends to point to the left. So if everybody would now click on that laser pointer tool and then indicate your location on the world map. We're seeing lots of uh, North America and Canada. We have Thailand represented. And it's so great that you've taken your time on Saturday morning, afternoon, or evening to join us. And we greatly appreciate you being here with us this morning as we talk about Google search tips with Lisa Thuman. We're going to go ahead and move on to the poll questions now. Again, you'll be using the green check or the red X up in the top menu bar. And the first poll question is, have you ever done a search using Google Scholar? If you have, please click the green check at the very top. And if you have not, click the red X if you've never done a Google Scholar search. I'll give everybody a bit of time to cast their vote. I know since I've started my master's program, I've done lots of Google Scholar searches. It's been very, very helpful. And let me go ahead and get the results now. And it looks like 58% of the group here has not done a Google Scholar search, and 28% of us have. So that's an interesting thing that we're going to be uh, learning about. And if you've not done so, it's a great, great tool to use. Okay, let's go ahead and go on to our second poll question. And the second question is, have you ever signed up to receive Google alerts via email? If you have, click the green check at the top. And if you've not, click the red X. I'll give everybody a bit of time to cast their vote on whether they've used Google Alerts before. Okay, and we have 50%, 58% that have not 
use Google Alerts and 30% in this group that have used Google Alerts. And I believe Lisa's going to be talking about that as well. So that's something you're going to want to consider starting to use in the future. And the next poll question is, have you ever created a custom search to customize the list of sites for your students to visit? Have you created a special search engine using Google that's customized with the sites that you want them to visit, only those sites using Google? If you have created a custom search engine, click the green check. And if you have not created a custom search engine, click the red X. And I'm not done this, but this is something that if I were still in the classroom, I would definitely be utilizing this tool. Okay, let me go ahead and get the results. And this is an overwhelming majority of 77% of us have not used this tool before. And about 15% of us in this group have used and created a Google search engine tool customized with specific sites. So that's going to be an interesting thing when Lisa talks about that. And Susan, did you have a question? If so, you can go ahead and type your question in the chat. And I'm going to go ahead and introduce and the newbie question, what can I do with Google besides search for keywords? And I'm going to pass the microphone to Peggy, who is going to introduce our very talented guest today, Lisa Thuman. Lisa Thuman. Okay, Peggy, we're not hey, hearing, Peggy, we're your not hearing your audio. I'm just hearing myself on your audio, Peggy, so I'm not sure uh, what the difficulty is. And I'm just going to go ahead. And Lisa, welcome. And we're so glad that you've joined us today. And uh, Lisa, if you could go ahead and tell us some things that we can do with Google besides searching for keywords. And welcome, Lisa. Great. Thanks, Kim. Um, can everyone hear me? Okay. Go ahead and uh, can oh, you hear me now? I am so sorry. I've been playing with streaming, and I had it set to sound stream. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, oh. here we go. Um, we are in for such a treat with Lisa today, and I don't know if she she was just getting ready to tell you, but let me tell you something about Lisa. I'm sure you're all aware of Rutgers University in New Jersey. Well, Lisa is the senior specialist in technology education for the Center for Math, Science, and Computer Education for Rutgers. 
the center has some fantastic initiatives that support K-12 teachers in the state with their tech integration efforts. And one of their initiatives is that they offer year-long partnerships for hands-on training for teachers. And it's actually based on content knowledge and literacy, math, and science. And it's geared to the district textbooks and curriculums. I think that's a, that's a very exciting initiative. And Lisa, I hope you'll tell us a little bit more about that, because I really think it's an exemplary model for all of this. Well, Lisa's been an amazing Web 2.0 advocate and leader for a very long time. And she would be an excellent person for you to follow and add to your personal learning network. Lisa is also a Google certified teacher, no surprise. And recently, she led a similar Google search workshop for Dan in Second Life. Some of you may have gotten to hear that. I had the privilege of participating virtually in a workshop with Lisa and Liz Davis at Educon 2.1 in Philly. And it was an amazing learning experience. They were masterful facilitators who not only got the face-to-face -face group involved and engaged, but all of us in the chat room got to contribute actively in the brainstorming. So I know that we are all going to learn some great new tips about some little known, maybe, but powerful Google search tools today. So welcome, Lisa, and thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Peggy. Thanks, Kim. I, I don't know if I can uh, live up to the introduction that Peggy just gave me. <laughs> I'd like to meet the person that Peggy was just talking about. Um, Again, my name is uh, <laughs> again my name is Lisa Thurman, and uh, apparently I did make one mistake uh, yesterday when I submitted my slides to uh, Kim. I put January sixth, uh, two thousand nine, instead of June. Um, I did just do this presentation pretty recently uh, for the Discovery Educator Network in Second Life. Um, I updated it for this group. Um, there's always new tools coming out from Google. And um, I included a couple of new things, and I took a few things out. Uh, today's slides are available on um, slideshare.net. And we're going to share that link with you. And I went back in, and I changed that January to uh, June. Um, but uh, basically, you know, the answer to the newbie question of the day is, uh, I think the question was something like, um, what have you done in Google besides use just search by keywords? And, and the reason why you don't want to just search by keywords is you don't want to get 632,000 or a million results to your query because the one thing that we absolutely all share in common is we just don't have enough time. We don't have enough time in our classroom with our students. We don't have enough time to do our prep work. We don't have enough time in our personal lives. We are just all short on time. And um, having said that, uh, I want to, um, I'm refreshing my memory on, on uh, <laughs> yes, time is too short. <laughs> um, having said that, I want to go ahead and give you the link for today's presentation. And I know that Kim and Peggy are, are really great, and they have um, links to share with you 
um, through a new tool that they're using. But um, when I do a presentation in Illuminate, as I'm talking, I always feed the links in because I know that you guys can multitask and you can either, yes, through Glam. And, and Kim and Peggy told me about Glam the other day, and I love it because it's, it's very visual and I'm a visual learner. But I'll also put the, um, the links in the chat room as I'm talking about it. So if you want to try out the tools as I'm talking about them, you could do that. Or I have great screenshots for you, and we can go <laughs> and um, we can do it that way as well. So um, Peggy gave you, gave you an introduction to me. I'm going to be really brief. Um, I didn't embed uh, today's slide share presentation on my blog, which is ThumanResources.com. And one of the reasons why I didn't do that is I feel like I have been doing nothing but blogging about Google resources lately. And um, I don't want my readers and my peers and my colleagues and my friends um, to think that I'm just about Google because it's only, a, let's say, 20% of my job. Um, basically, what I do for Rutgers, and I'm going into my eighth year there, what I do is I help teachers in New Jersey, teachers, administrators, coaches, um, I, I help them integrate technology into their classrooms to improve teaching and learning. And yes, I use Google tools. I also work um, with an initiative called Universal Design for Learning, which some of you may be familiar with. I use iPods. I um, help them do podcasting and blogging. Um, I work with you know, the phrase 21st century learning. I will use any tool, any pedagogy, any philosophy, anything that I can to help them improve teaching and learning, anything that will get back to the kids to help the students meet their objectives. Because we all have a common goal, and our common goal is to help our students be successful in life. So I, it, I'm not all about Google. I happen to be a Google certified teacher, and I love it. And um, I, I've gotten to leave. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going out to Colorado in August. I was really excited to be invited back to a third Google Teacher Academy to be one of their lead learners. Um, and, and I'm really excited about that. But I'm not all about Google, and, and I didn't want you all to think that. Um, so let's get started. Let's talk about Google's mission. Google's mission is uh, to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. And, and this comes right back to universal design for learning. I can tie everything to everything. Um, let's make it universally accessible to everyone. And if you go to Google.com and search for something, it is not universally accessible to everyone. Because if you're getting 632,342 results to your query, you are going to be overwhelmed. So we're going to spend the next 40 minutes or 35 minutes or until Peggy and Kim tell me to stop talking. We're going to uh, spend some time talking about how to make your query a more successful query. All right. So the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to talk about some search features. And I'm going to give you the link for search features. Here it is. And um, 
Are you guys having problems with my website? I hope not. This would be a bad day for my website to be down. Here's the link for search features. What? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm getting a little bit used to doing this. I have a Word doc with all my links in it. Search features is amazing. Um, instead of having to know all the queries, like if you go to google.com and you type in define colon in a word, it will give you the definition of the word. But if you don't want to know all of those um, commands to do that, you can go right to this page, which is the search features page, which is the link I gave you, and you can define words. You can convert currency. You can get the weather. You can locate movie information, find stock prices, tell time, find an area code to California, Colorado, Texas, anywhere you want. You can even look up a patent number, all from this one page. So they set up this page to improve your search experience, okay? Now, let's look to another page. The other page is I want you to be aware that there's actually some search posters that Google created for you. And here's the link for you. I want you to know that these are printable. They're free. Um, this is the link. And here's the search posters. Some of them are set up so that you can print them in an 8.5 by 11 because they are PDFs. Now, if you have one of those large printers that prints those 17 by 22, great. I hope your PTA or your you know, uh, educational foundation donated them to you, wonderful. Um, if you're going to NEC, I know that one on the bottom right with the circles on them, they gave them away a couple NECs ago. I have one hanging in my office. But you can also print them. You can have them you know, hanging by the computer to help your students with their search queries. So that's available for you too. Oh yeah, excellent. And laminate them. Awesome. They'll last even longer. You don't have a laminate machine at work anymore, so I forget about some of those things. Okay. So you have the laminating, um, you have the posters available to you as well. So those are a couple little things. Now let's start getting involved in the really, in the things that you may not have been aware of. The next thing that I want to talk about is Google Insights for Search. Here's the link. This is a, you can't open my website. Oh, okay, yeah, search Thuman Resources or Lisa Thuman. I'm sorry that you can't get in through the link. It's ThumanResources.com. Okay, Google Insights for Search. This is such a powerful tool. If you go to Google Insights for Search and you go ahead in the top under the location and you put your state, and you'll see on my screenshot, I did New Jersey because that's where I'm calling in from, okay? And um, I searched the last 30 days, and it'll show me what the top searches just in New Jersey or the New York area are. And for me, it's lyrics. And then under that, it's Facebook and YouTube and Google and MySpace. So you can actually do some very interesting research with your students on what people are searching for. Swine flu may come up, and we're going to talk a little bit more about searching what's going on in the news. Um, about mm, four months ago, maybe the AIG uh, bonuses may have come up. So I suggest click that link, go to Google Insights for search, check a different uh, filter. Check not the last 30 days, check the last seven days. Don't check the United States. 
check of it, it will be a little blurry. I'm sorry, it's a screenshot. It depends upon the resolution. But you can go ahead and click on that link, Tammy, and it will take you right to the page. And you'll still hear me talking. You can't get rid of me so easily, OK? All right, thanks, Susan. Um, also, um, that's right, um, Peggy, it is awesome. It, it, this is just great to get real-time information and to do a comparison on what is going on in your state or your region as compared to uh, the region that you're studying. So if you're studying right now, like I was working with a school district in Camden and they were doing a study of Puerto Rico. Well, what are the, the trends in Puerto Rico right now? Well, go to Google Insights for Search and look at what are the patterns of research right there and check out the, the time frames as well. All right, I'm going to go on to the next slide. And talking about Puerto Rico, great segue, right? <laughs> talking about Puerto Rico, we're going to take a look at some language tools. Now, I don't know if you were aware of this, but there's some built-in language tools. And here's the link for it, OK? Here's the language tools for Google. Now, when you go to Google.com, to the right of the regular search box, a perfect segue, <laughs> thank you, um, you've got your advanced search, which, of course, we're going to talk about even though many of you already know that, OK? But there's also a link there for language tools. And this is wonderful. And I want to just remind you that one of Google's missions is to open the door to new ideas being given to through tools for education. And in order to do that, they have to make it accessible, like we talked about in the beginning, OK? Now, if you look at this screenshot in front of you, or click on that link and go to the actual page, you'll see that you can click on your language and then search for web pages written in another language. The example, the default example that comes up is English to Spanish and Spanish to English, but some of the other languages that this is available in is Spanish, Italian, Japanese, Arabic, Polish, Thai, Turkish, Russian, and that's just about half of them. All right? This is not something new. This has actually been around, Carol. It's amazing. Now, I'm going to give you an example, because down here, about halfway down the screen here, oh, I'm going to use that tool we used before, is translate text. Now, you could copy and paste your text in there, or you could type it directly in. Now, I copied some text in there. I copied in, I love the enthusiasm, I love the collaboration, I love the willingness to try new things and to learn from one another. And then at a click of a button, I clicked that button, translate, and here it is right there. And it translated it for me. Now. I've got one school district in New Jersey that, te that tells me this is an adequate translation for Spanish. OK, Sue? And then I've got another district in New Jersey just Thursday that said that they were not happy with this translation. The difference was that one was looking at it from communicating with parents, that they needed to communicate with parents um, and they didn't speak Spanish. And then I've got another district that was looking at it to um, work with students, non-English speaking students. And they felt that it wasn't a good translation because it, it wasn't perfect. And they wanted to set a good example. So 
down, and it's very blurry here, but down at the bottom here, it says contribute a better translation. Okay? So that contribute a better translation, as Marie said, it gives students a chance to perfect it. So, I mean, that's an amazing opportunity for your students, okay? Oh, Peggy, don't even go to Google Wave. We weren't even going to go there today. It's too new, too new, okay? <laughs> Shambles, you're so right, and, and enthusiasm is contagious, okay? This is wonderful for ESL classes, and I want you to understand, I, I only speak English. I wish I spoke more than just English. And I always use Spanish as an example because it, it's the only one that I can really even identify with just slightly. Okay, so this is available to you as well if you needed to send something home to parents or if you were doing research and found the research in another language, you could copy and paste it here and translate it to English for yourself. All right, next slide. We're in the advanced search, okay? So we go to google.com, and to the right of that regular search window, you would click on advanced search. Now, many of you have been here before, I know. And if you didn't want to go to google.com, of course, you could just go ahead and click this direct link, which I'm going to go ahead and put in the window. I'm surprised someone hasn't beat me to it. There it is. And it's going to bring you to advanced search. Advanced search, we have some options. We can search by file type. We can search within the domain. So let's take a look here. By file type. We can search for just PowerPoint files. We can search for just doc files, which are Word files. We could search just for PDFs. If you use Google Earth, you can search just for Google Earth. So you're minimizing your search criteria. You could still use those original keywords. So you're searching for fifth grade geometry, um, fifth grade dinosaur lessons, but only PowerPoint, okay? The other thing that you can do, we're going to go to the next slide, and here you go. You can see that you're searching just within a PDF, a KML, which is Google Earth. You'll also see Shockwave Flash here. So Shockwave Flash, those are interactive activities. Okay, what is search Google code? Um, that's a little bit advanced, and you'll see that that's new. That's in labs, and we're going to talk about labs just a little bit later on. KMZ is a uh, tour within Google Earth, okay? So KML and KMZ are both for Google Earth, and um, those are like pre made, a KMZ is like a zipped KML file. Also, if you see right here, you can search within a site or domain. So, if you went to thumanresources.com, let's say, I don't have a search window on my blog, but you could type thumanresources.com in that search window right there. And I believe on the next slide, 
nope, sorry, on the next slide, I, I, I thought I did. But anyway, um, you could search ThumanResources.com right then, there, or let's say Rutgers.edu, or Classroom2.0's wiki right there with your keywords. So if a site doesn't have their own search window, which we're going to talk about how to create in a little while, you could search it right here in advanced search. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about that you could search right here is by license. So if you're looking for um, some verbiage that you wanted to use, a passage, or something that something somebody's written, okay? I knew you had done that, Kim, but I wanted to plug the, uh, the wiki. Um, you could actually search by Creative Commons. You could search by share and share alike, or you could search by not filtered or filtered. All right. So let's talk about Google Scholar. Now, I saw before, I'd say maybe 40% of you have used Google Scholar. First, I want to be very clear on what Google Scholar is. When you search Google.com, you are searching the entire Internet because it is an index. Oh, here comes my dog. Hopefully, she doesn't need to go out. <laughs> um, you are searching the entire Internet. Okay, so what Google Scholar searches is very specific. As I've put here on the slide, because I wanted to be very clear, <laughs> dogs are welcome on the show. I don't know. <laughs> In dog years, well, in people years, she is almost 80. <laughs> Google Scholar searches reputable articles, journals, and books. Okay? It doesn't search magazines. So it's not going to search people. It's not going to search Wired Magazine. Okay? It's not going to search the New York Times. It's not going to search like my local magazine, uh, local newspapers, the Star Ledger. It's not going to search that. It's not going to search the blogs that we all write. And it's not going to search uh, popular websites. Very, very specific. And oh, you are so right. I did not put the link in. Oh, I am off. And I want to be specific. This is not Google Books. This is Google Scholar. And let me go ahead and put that in the chat there. This is Google Scholar. Okay? Now, why would we want to use Google Scholar? Well, if you are working on your master's degree or you want to use um, Google Scholar with your students, this is a great place to do research because it's going to give you only reputable information. These are like people's dissertations. This is valid research. It's something that's been validated. And Jim has an excellent, excellent point. It's like going to the library. Um, you'll see in this example here, it shows us when it was published. These, the first two on the screen were published in 2003. The third was in 2007. It shows you who the author was. The second, I actually did a search for video games and literacy. So of course, I'm going to come up with Mark Prensky. Okay? And it gives me portability in 24-7, like you can do research at 2 a.m. All right? And Jim and Rushton, they're right there with me, my fellow GCTs, okay? Um, we're, getting, we're getting current research, or we can do a little bit of older research, and they're telling me where it came from. You'll see .org, .org, .org. They tell me where it's published. They'll give me what keywords I'll use. They'll give me an X 
excerpt, they'll show me where it's cited, and you'll notice that typically it's a PDF. Okay? So Google Scholar gives me reputable research. It's not going to be somebody's opinion, like a blog. It's not going to be a magazine. It's going to be a periodical. So back when we were all in high school and doing our undergrads, when we had to go to the library and do our research and do our bibliographies, we needed Google Scholar. Okay? This is reputable research. I'm right there with you, Carol. I wish I could have done that on my computer. And I still remember when um, CompuServe first came out, having to pay $9.99 for each query to get this information. And now I'm looking for a four-letter word that starts with F and ends with E that Google's doing for us. Put it in the chat. Let's see who's listening. Peggy got it. Jill got it. PL Noggle got it. That's the word. It's free. $9.99 a query. Oh, and Eric's searches were so complicated for me. I know some of you picked it up easily, but this technology gets me. Oh, it's so complicated. All right. So we're in Google Scholar, and there are some options that can help us with, yeah, with some ads. Oh kill my buzz. <laughs> um, so there are some options that can really help us with our query. First of all, we can put in a specific author. Okay? We can put in a specific publication. Yes, we could ask a librarian. And we have one in the chat. Okay? <laughs> we have a couple in the chat. Um, don't ignore the librarian. No, she's your friend. <laughs> okay, and we can um, do our query in a specific period of time. Oh, ignore the ads. Oh, much better. Okay, good, good, good. All right, the other thing is, is on the left, the second box, we all love our librarians. We need them, okay? We can search just biology, just engineering, just physics, just social sciences, and Library links, you say, at just a click of a button, we can find the library that holds this specific um, article or journal, okay? So over on the right-hand side, we can search just the Harvard Library. We can search just the uh, Yale Library. You can find if your library Okay, you can try to choose if your library is part of this. So I can see if my, the Rutgers Library participates in this. And you can choose up to three libraries. So not only get a digital copy if this is available of the article that you want to read, but then see if the library has it, reserve it, and then go get it. Okay? And then someone, I believe, asked a little earlier in the chat, is this available in any language other than English? I believe somebody asked that. Interface language, display Google messages in English. Well, there's a drop-down menu there that allows you to pick other languages. And you'll see that um, Chinese, Chinese, simplified traditional English, French, German, Japanese, Korean, Portuguese, and Spanish. OK? All right. Moving on, we're going to talk a little bit about Google News, and I want to give you the link for that. Let me go back to my links. Actually, I work with a, a Google certified teacher, Erica Hartman. She calls it her links, li uh, links library, actually, and I really like that. Okay, so here is Google 
News. All right, so let's talk about Google News. Google News, that's another place that you might possibly go to that you're going to get that 632,000 responses, and that's just overwhelming, okay? So when we go to Google News, we get the top stories everywhere in the world in every language, um, U.S. news, business news, entertainment news, sports news. I mean, that, that's a lot of news, so we need to find a way to uh, narrow it down. So we want to go to the advanced search options, all right? And in the advanced search options, we can get just the articles returned in maybe the past month or in the past two days or the past week, we can decide what source we want our news returned from. Okay, absolutely not. You can save a news search as an RSS feed, and we're also going to talk about the news alerts. Okay, um, so let's go to the next slide and let's talk about our news page. We can customize our news page. There's different types of news, as I just said. There's the world news, there's education news, there's sports news, there's entertainment news, and we all have different priorities of what we want at the top of the page. I like my entertainment news at the top of the page. You might like your world news at the top of the page. When I click on the news, I want the light news, you know, the stuff, you know, I, I need my uh, pop culture before I want to know about who killed who and who said what nasty thing about which other nasty person. So I like to customize it. So what we want to do then is we, oh, oh, I clicked the wrong button. I'm so sorry. Uh-oh. Let's see. Oh, is someone going back for me? Yes, someone's clicking for me. Thank you. Sorry about that, guys. So what we want to do is we want to get to personalize this page, okay? So this personalize your page, should you need to get to it, all you're going to do is you're going to scroll down to the bottom of your news page and go to personalize your No, not at all. Edition. Feel free. It's a link at the very bottom of your page. Can we, can, am I allowed to do screen sharing here? Are there rules against it? <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to do uh, screen sharing, and I'm going to share my Firefox. And oh, I shared my slide share, but what I'm going to do is go to news.google.com. You sure can. Okay, and um, can you guys see my news page here? Just um, click a thumbs up. Or th wonderful. Thank you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to scroll all the way down to my page, which might make you a little bit dizzy. And I'm going to click Personalized U.S. Edition. And I'm going to scroll over to the right and click Edit this personalized page. And now what I can do is I can decide, see, my entertainment is right up at the top. I'm going to bring my world right up to the top, my science and technology right up to the top. And uh, notice my sports way down at the bottom. And yes, you um, need to have your, um, you need to be signed into your Google account to do this. I'm going to save my layout, and you'll notice that my world, my science and technology, my entertainment, 
my recommended, so they've changed my page to reflect it. Yes, this is just like iGoogle, but this is specifically my news.google.com page. So I'm going to go ahead and switch back to page. So that's how what you could do to um, personalize your news. Which I think is nice because when you get to the, that news page, you know, and during your lunch hour, your prep time, or the five minutes that you actually have to yourself, you can see what you want to see. Okay. All right. The other thing that I want to show you, and I think that you're really, really going to love this. This is going to be the advanced news search, which is going to bring us into email alerts. Okay. The advanced news search. You go into advanced. And it's not available in Singapore. That's very interesting. Um, I'm going to go with the exact phrase, swine flu. That is something that is very big right now. And actually, one of the schools in my two daughters' district um, was closed yesterday because there was one student out with the swine flu. So I've been watching very closely, as I'm sure many of you have as well. I'm going to sort by date, newest first. And I'm going to search the New York Times, which is the newspaper that participates um, that is closest to us. And I'm only searching the past week. All right. Now from that, they gave me these news results. And I'm actually in the image version. They have a text version and a standard version. And I went into the image version. And then at the bottom here, and grab this marker, this highlighter. What I'm doing is I'm creating an email alert for swine flu. Every time the New York Times comes out with a new article on the swine flu, I'm going to get an email from Google alerting me to that fact. So I don't have to go to my news.google.com page or my iGoogle gadget, I don't have to go out looking for the information. The information comes to me, okay? which is just absolutely priceless. Um, now, having said that, I want to show you a very cool thing in Google Labs, and that is this. Now, I don't know if you all know about Google Labs. Can you guys give me a green check if you've ever heard of Google Labs? Okay. I've got 50% of people answering and 25% of people have heard of Google Labs. Okay. Well, I put in the link, and I'm going to put it in again. This is from Google Labs. You learned about Google Labs from me. <laughs> I was tweeting about it the other day from a Google Learning Institute that we did at Rutgers. I learned about it from a gentleman <coughs> named Jerry Krishy, excuse me, who's from upstate New York, and he came down to his um, uh, present at the Google Learning Institute. Now, I knew about Google Labs, but I didn't know about the Google News Timeline. Here is the link to the Google News Timeline. You go to Google News Timeline, and the example that I have here is Time Magazine. You can add more queries. There's participating news, newspapers and um, magazines and everything. And then you can show it for a week, for a month, for a year, or you can put in specific dates. 
I searched swine flu like I did for um, Google News. But this time, I did it in the timeline. And I went all the way back to January. And now I have a very nice visual on what has been happening in Time Magazine regarding swine flu since the first of the year. This is an extremely cool tool to use with your students. This has not yet officially been released from Google. Now, before I actually screen share with you and take you to labs, I want to show you one, one more really cool tool from Google Labs. And I also want to let you know that blogs and, and sports scores are also included in the Google News timeline. Now, Jerry Krishy also told me this. This is similar images. This is the coolest thing to aid you with picture prompts, image galleries, digital stories. It's amazing. It's Google simil Similar Images. So you would go to Google Similar Images, and I searched for butterflies. Okay? So once I did my search for butterflies, which we've all been doing in images.google.com for a while now, I find the picture that interests me. So right now, this was the picture that I liked. I clicked on, let's see, let's erase, let's erase what I did. I clicked on similar images down at the bottom of the screen, and this is the result I got. Not one duplicate picture, but they're all similar to each other. Isn't that amazing? What do you think, guys? Again, digital stories, picture prompts, image galleries. Uh, I mean, the possibilities are endless. And this is still in labs. So let me show you exactly what I mean. Big deal. Ah, come on. What <laughs> a tough cookie. <laughs> so let me show you exactly. <laughs> let me show you exactly how to get to Google Labs because you want to keep your eyes on here, and I know that I'm running out of time. So I'm going to um, take you to Google Labs. So it's very easy to get there. I'm going to click Home, which is going to take you to my iGoogle page. And I'm going to go to More, Even More. Now your More, Even More, for those of you that are not familiar with this, this is where you find every product, pretty much, that Google has released. And obviously, some of it's still in beta, and some of it says new. But there's labs up here on the top right. And if I click labs, these are the things that they're still technically working on. The first one you're going to see is Google Squared. Those of you that are on Twitter, uh, some of us have been tweeting about it. You'll see Places Directory. You'll see the Google News Timeline, which we just talked about. You'll see similar images, which we just looked at. So you'll see that they're up to CASA for Mac and Google Moderator, which I actually used in the Google Reload. Didn't use it too successfully, but that's okay. It's in labs, and you've got to try things in order to learn how to use them. So Google Labs is available to you through more, even more.
Okay. Um, the last thing that we need to go over together, I believe, is a very powerful tool, and that is the Google Custom Search Engine. And the oops, sorry, went into Twitter by accident. Uh, here's the link for the Google Custom Search Engine. Um, <laughs> don't burst, Peggy. You might make a mess. I don't have enough paper towels. Um, the Google Custom Search Engine allows you to create, obviously, your own search engine to use with your department, with your family, with your students, with your graduate class that you're teaching or taking. Um, what you want to do ahead of time is, oh, Jim, I know you mourn the loss of notebook. I know. I feel for you. And I still use the notebook, the, um, the uh, gadget in iGoogle, but I digress. Um, you can create a custom search page. Um, what I love it for is if I'm working with a group of math teachers or a group of language arts teachers or a group of social, um, social studies teachers and we're putting together a list of links, we can put them in a custom search engine. And well, how would we do that? Well, the way that we would do that is we would go to the links that I put in Oh, all things. Thank you, Ed, for sharing that. Check out um, Ed's All Things Google uh, custom search engine. I made, <coughs> excuse me, a custom search engine called Blogging with Students through that link that I gave you. I gave it a description. I designated a language, English, because unfortunately that's the only language I speak. And then I have to make a decision. What, what do I want to search? I have three choices. Do I only want to search the sites I put into the custom search engine, the whole web, and emphasize those sites, or the entire web? My philosophy, if I'm going to search, if I'm going to create a custom search engine, I only want to search those sites. And then I copy and paste all of those sites right in there. And then I preview it, and I click Finish. And then what happens is, Oh, and Ed put another one in. I have a page designated, because Google gives out pages like water and candy. I have a page that is my custom search engine. And I have a nice search window right here. It lists a snapshot of like the first five websites in my search engine, tells when it was last updated, and that's it. Um, I can also embed that search engine or on a wiki. I can change the way it looks. The one on the top, I made it black. The one on the bottom, I made it white. I can at any time edit the list of sites. I can change the look like I did with the two on top. I can get the code embedded on an eboard, embedded on a wiki, embedded on a blog. Um, if you go to Rutgers.edu and you see their little search window and it says powered by Google, in essence, that's a custom search engine. Okay? I can invite other people to collaborate on my custom search engine. I don't have to do this. I can use the collective intelligence of my colleagues. The whole math department can work on the custom search engine for the math page for the district. If I'm writing curriculum over the summer, we can collaborate on one together. I can view how many times it has been visited by my students. Isn't that nice? So are my students actually using it? Okay. Um, is there a way to find out which sites are being searched? At this point, 
No. Um, Howie, I wasn't going to mention Wonder Wheel, and now I'm getting concerned because it's 12.56. And I was going to ask you guys a question, and my question was, how can we as, oh, uh, does the custom search bar automatically rely on your preset standards? I don't understand the question. and um, But you can ask me um, after Peggy and um, Kim uh, stop the show and then we can talk about it. And Carol, this entire slide deck um, is available on slideshare.net and I'll put the link in again and I'm sure Kim and, and Peggy have it on the, wait, I got to finish. Okay. How can we as educators help students to organize and access their collection of information? Because they have all this information, how are they going to organize it? We have to help them organize their information. It's not just about us. Remember, you know what I said in the beginning, it's all about helping our students reach their objectives and their goals. It's That's what it's all about. And I want to thank Thank you for sticking with us Thank and listening so much, and participating Lisa. in the conversation. And, um, and Peggy stick around and after Kim and Lorna, thank you for inviting me. So I'm going to stop talking to now. Around, uh, please do so. If you need to leave, we understand that you're perfectly welcome uh, to do so. I want to announce that on June the 10th coming up, there's going to be part three of the three-part series, Go Log with Wiki. Spaces, which is an extension of the Classroom 2.0 Live with the beginner series with Sue Waters of EduBlogs. That will be uh, Wednesday, June the 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern for the United States and Thursday at 10 a.m. Australia Eastern time for those overseas. Um, so please join us for the ending of the Go Wild with Wikispaces. And next week, June 13th, our topic will be Images for Education in Electronic Village Online. And we will have our special guest, Carla Aranis. And the newbie question will be, what is Images for Education and EVO? And how can I get involved with this professional development? So that's going to be a really informational session that's going to be fantastic. So please join us at the same time next Saturday. And we'd like to announce that we have a new Digo group, the Classroom 2.0 Live Digo group. So if you use Digo for your bookmarks, um, please join that group and share bookmarks with the group. We will also be sharing our glam, which is for glamorous women. Um, I guess it could apply to men too. But um, we are going to start using, instead of share tabs, the GLAM short URL for all of our links with descriptions and compiling them into a GLAM URL. So instead of share tabs, we'll be calling it a GLAM link. So um, please watch for the GLAM link and join the live group because we'll be sharing our GLAM links with the Digo group as well. So that's something that's new and we hope that you'll join us there and share with us as well. And we'd like to thank Lisa today for joining us and sharing great Google search tips, things that I just 
hadn't heard of before. I had heard uh, Lisa in the at the Den presentation in Second Life, and I told Peggy we just have to get her on the show. It was a fantastic presentation. And so we're so pleased that she was able to join us today. And we thank Steve Hargadon, who is our founder of Classroom2.0.com and the future of education. And so much we'd love to, uh, we thank you for participating today and taking your time to join us every Saturday at this same time and illuminate for providing this forum for us to meet each week so that we can share and learn together. And I'm going to go ahead and post in uh, the link to our survey and we hope that you'll take time to please um, access the survey and complete the survey. It is also in the GLAM links and I'm going to go ahead and post the, um, the survey link on the slide as well as open a web tour window that you can access from the web tour. So if you would please take a moment to click and complete the survey to get feedback to illuminate as well as to the Classroom 2.0 live team so that we know how the session went as well as to prepare for future sessions. Um, we greatly appreciate your time and providing the feedback on today and future sessions. So that's very important and we greatly appreciate you taking just a few minutes to complete that survey. So um, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you will join us next week for the um, June 13th session with Carla and the Images for Education. I'm going to put back up the um, survey and I'm going to go ahead and ask Lisa to take over again and if you have questions for Lisa that you'd like to ask, you can put them in the chat or you can um, raise your hand to use the microphone to speak and we'll give you that ability. So um, if you have questions, please let us know. If you'd like to share or make a comment, we also invite you to do that as well. You can um, use your chat window or your microphone by clicking on the hand with the green arrow and then we'll know that you're interested in speaking using your mic and we'll give you the microphone. So if anybody's interested at this, at this time, please click on your microphone on I, the green hand can, button, can, I mean, can I or put can, your can question I in the chat. Um, yes, I, just want, I just wanted sure to say um, there's been a few questions about the next Google Teacher Academy, which I neglected to mention. Um, the next Google Teacher Academy is August 5th in Boulder, Colorado, and the application is open right now. Um, I'm going to put the link in again. I put it in a couple times. I'm going to put it in again right now because they're not, the application is not due until July 3rd. So you still have plenty of time to apply. And um, oh, you know what, Matt? I'm not sure if you have to be within 75 miles of Boulder, though, because the last academy that was in New York, they did take a percentage of people that were outside of the New York area. So most of the people were local. 
I did read that um, they are taking some outside of that area because I was thinking of applying. Well, Kim, I encourage you to apply, and I know within New York, um, it was you know 75 miles or 90 minutes within uh, the New York area, and then they did take a percentage outside, including one international person. So um, take a look. I'll, I'll reread it. I actually didn't look at the application yet. <laughs> I only just found out I was going. So that's awesome. Are you going to be presenting? Yes, yeah. Um, the last three, I, this is the seventh cohort. Um, each time they accept just about 50 Google certified teachers for the academy. And um, I was in the second cohort along with Jim Lerman. And um, I presented in Chicago and in New York at the last, at the, the sixth. Uh, it is free, Sal. And um, it is free, and the only one that they have planned right now is the Boulder, Colorado, Barbara. So um, you have to pay, Rushton knows because he's a GCT, you have to pay your expenses to get there. It's an 11 and a half hour day. It is a fantastic day. Um, it's always at a um, Google like headquarters. Um, Boulder, Colorado location is supposed to be absolutely amazing. That's where SketchUp was invented. And it's not just about the 11 and a half hour day there. It's really about the network that you become part of. I have to say, out of all of the networks that I'm a part of, the Google Certified Teachers are the most active. We ask questions we get an answer. It's amazing. That's so exciting. Um, so um, the video that you send in, it can just, you can create the video using VoiceThread or PowerPoint or however you want? Uh, you have to submit a, um, it, it has to be uploaded to YouTube or Google Video. Okay. Uh, I've never, in all the applications I've reviewed, I've never seen a VoiceThread or a PowerPoint. Typically, it looks like they've used iMovie or um, Windows Movie Maker, you know, an actual video creating mm -hmm. program. Um, it took me a long time to make my one-minute video. <laughs> it's just a one-minute yes. video, and, and um, mm -hmm. it's either on innovation. Oh, you could use PhotoStory as long as you can export it from PhotoStory and get it onto YouTube. Um, because they don't want the actual video file. They want a link to it. And then it's an application where you um, answer, um, where you answer some questions. So, you know, it, it is what you put into it. And um, it is, you know, who you are and what you're looking to get out of it. And um, it, it, you know, all the, the videos are different. You know, some, some teachers just, you know, talk about who they are and, and what they're looking to get out of being a Google certified teacher. And, and some teachers and educators have their students in the videos. And it's all different. I probably put way too much time in my video. I actually have my video. I'll give you a link to it. I have it on my profile page. Um, I'm going to get it now. Just so that you can see, I'm going to give you a link to all the Google certified teachers um, that have gone to, ha 
you know, they don't have to do this, but here are their profiles. And if you click on my profile, I have my video embedded there. Lisa, can you address the question of Wave and Wonder Wheel quickly or not or is that too broad of a topic? I'll be in I'll be honest. Um, with my move, I moved three weeks ago and um, a Google Teacher Academy um, two weeks ago. I mean a Google uh, Teacher Institute. I can't I'm so sorry, Carol. Um, I, I can't speak intelligently on either of them. And maybe there's someone else in the room that can. I apologize. I can't answer Steve's question, though. Uh, Steve asked, does the custom Google search engine bar that you embed in a web page automatically give results based on the custom search you have created? Um, it does, and you have three choices when you create your custom search engine. To search only those sites you give it, to search those sites and all of the internet with priority to your sites, or to search everything. And that's why when I create my Google custom search engines, I only search those sites in the search engine. So I, I hope that answers your question. Great. Thank you, Steve. Any other questions? Um, if you'd like to take the mic to ask a question or share a comment, please do so. Or you can type your uh, question in the chat. And Lisa, um, somebody asked, how do you deal with under 13 getting Google accounts? There's a, a couple different ways to handle that. Um, first of all, a Google account is separate from an email. So one of the ways to do it is to use Google Apps Education Edition. So Google Apps Education Edition, the district is actually um, taking the onus of having the accounts for the students. And then what many districts do is they don't activate the email, number one. 
Um, so the student actually has a Google account, which looks like an email address, but they don't have Gmail. Um, there are other districts that activate that email, um, and they, uh, yeah, Mailinator. Um, they um, they activate the email, and they have the permission of parents. Uh, there, there are so many different ways to do it, and actually, I want to give you a link to. We've talked about this so much in the Google group, and I, I bet actually that Rushton can probably get the link quicker than I, I can. I want to give you a really good link from um, Mark Wagner. Um, he has written extensively on Kappa. Let me get you the link. I can't see the chat room right now. He writes, his blog is EdTech Life. He actually pretty much runs, he does run the Google Teacher Academies. Let me search his for COPPA. Um, I'm getting you the link. Google does not violate SIPA or COPPA. That's the link that I would write. And he wrote it in April. And I'm giving you the link now. And that should pretty much answer your question. Oh, see, rest to beat me to it. Yep, that was the one. Oh, he's fast. <laughs> yes, and um, what Kim is talking about is great. You can take your existing Gmail account and add the plus sign and your student's name. And um, it, it, it's just perfect because I think you could get 20 accounts that way and they all come to your inbox. So that's another way to deal with it as well. Barbara, maybe it's something that I can help you with. If you want to contact me at lisa.suman at gmail.com, I'll put my email in the chat for you. Sharon, are you talking about any way to increase the 20 accounts with the Gmail and the plus sign? And how often is the Google Teacher Academy announced, Lisa? The Google Teacher Academy, um, I wasn't talking, sorry, Peggy. <laughs> the Google Teacher Academy, honestly, um, let, me, uh, let me explain um, a little bit about the Google culture, because uh, that'll answer that question. The Google culture is everyone that's employed by Google, 20% of their 100% work time is dedicated to a project, a project of their choice. And that's where Google Labs comes from. Um, that, like Google uh, similar search, that's somebody's 20% project. Um, Google News Timeline, that's somebody's 20% project. They had this idea and they took 20% of their work time to come up with that idea. So the Google Teacher Academy is somebody's 20% project. And the name of the woman is Kristen Fredella. She is fantastic. She is so dedicated to helping educators. And so Kristen um, not only dedicates far more than 20%, because she couldn't possibly run this with 20%, but she has to get budget money. So um, when she gets budget money, she runs an academy. and. Um, 
they're, they're just because Google has done all of these layoffs and everything, there hasn't been a lot of budget money. So they normally find out less than two months before an academy that the academy is going to happen. And um, I think that they thought there was going to be a Google Teacher Academy in June and it didn't happen, and now it's happening in August. So, um, you know, sometimes we hear rumors, sometimes we don't, and um, so I, the answer to the question is nobody knows, not even Kristen Fridella. <laughs> That's interesting. I thought they had it once a year for sure. Are there any other questions for Lisa regarding Google search tips that you'd like to uh, have your question addressed? If so, please click on the hand with the green arrow or type your question in the chat. If not, it looks like um, we're going to go ahead and wind things down. I'm going to go ahead and put in our GLAM link for our glamorous host and our guest, Lisa Thuman. And that is our link to our survey. We hope that you'll take a few minutes to please click the survey. And um, please join us next Saturday at the same time, June the 13th, for Carla Arenas for Images for Education. And we thank you again for joining us today. Have a great afternoon or evening, depending upon where you're located. And thank you again. <laughs>